Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hi there, guys. This is episode six. We've made it this far of the WP Builds podcast. Uh, it's a bit of a special one this time around because we've got the the founding fathers, or at least two of them, of a Beaver Builder plugin with us today. And um, because it's a little bit special, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We would normally just have me and David Wormsley droning on and on. Uh, but this time there's, there's going to be four of us on the call at the same time, and we're going to play a few games exhibit some bad clothing, uh, maybe demonstrate what we're drinking, give some stuff away. That's important, so stick around till the end because uh, they very, very kindly offered to, to give some Beaver Builder swag and some of those things are really worth having. And also we're on video. So, hi, this is what I actually look like. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm Nathan Wrigley from the north of England and maybe you guys want to introduce yourself one at a time. David, probably first. Yeah, well, I'm David. Well, you'll know who I am anyway. Uh, DavidWarnsey.com. And I've been desperate to get my drink going, actually. So I've been waiting for this to start. What have you got? There we go. <laughs> Shall I tell you what I'm on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on Fenny, which is a, a local drink. It's kind of like paint stripper. <laughs> <laughs> really puts hairs on your chest. No, but it's uh, made out of cashews. And uh, your your background, I mean, the background there is suitably gaudy, very cool indeed, and the nice hat. I might put my Santa hat on. My, I'm, I've got my child Santa hat, and it really hurts. After about ten minutes, it's going to sting like bilio, so I'm going to have to stop. And I've also got my child's sweater, which also won't fit, so I'm just going to drape it on the shoulder and wait for it to fall off. And also in a cool sweater is uh, is. Well, do you want to introduce yourself, guys, one at a time? Sure, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Justin. Oh, yeah. You go for uh, it. Just, you go first. <laughs> just, Justin Busa, uh, like they said, founder of Beer Builder. Um, I was going to uh, do like a nice holiday beer, but my brothers are here um, all weekend, so I just realized we cleared out all the beer. Um, but I did throw a little bit of uh, the wife had some eggnog laying around. Hey. So. I heard we were having some drinks, so I figured I'd get in the spirit. <laughs> what, what, what time is it where you are? Uh, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm on this local thing called Wold Gold, which is made just down the road. and uh, But it's, what is it? It's like 7 o'clock here, so it's perfectly healthy. And Dave, it must be like midnight for you or something. Yeah, it's coming up to it. Okay. And uh, finally, we've got Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Hello. Hey there, my name is Robbie McCullough, and I'm also uh, co-founder of Beaver Builder. Um, I'm still working on coffee, if I'm totally honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting over a head cold, so I was tempted to to make it an Irish coffee, but I figured for for uh, my health's sake, I'll. Uh, <laughs> it's a virgin, virgin yeah. for the morning. Yeah, ten o'clock's a little bit early, isn't it? Um, yeah. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should just sort of like get stuck into it. What do you think? Should we go for that? Yeah, but I want to see Robbie's uh, jumper. Okay. Oh, let's... yeah. Got my, uh, this is a, a recycled uh, Christmas sweater from a few years back, but my ugly, it's a, well, it, it's not going to win any ugly sweater contests, I think, although it is pretty ugly. Um, is, is that is that <laughs> a thing a in the worse. States? Do, they, do you wear like the super, my granny gave it to me jumper kind of thing? I think at one point it was 
very serious. I mean, I think people wore their holiday sweaters. And then as time went on, you kind of look back at the, you know, like maybe like 70s and 80s, the kind of old family Christmas albums, and you'd see all the gaudy sweaters. And, and now we make a big joke out of it. But but no, I think it I think it the the origin of it was was dead serious at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's become quite a thing here. It, we t- we seem to get a lot of traditions that you guys had um, like five years ago, and then it becomes a thing over here. Uh, so the sweater is in full flight at the minute. Everybody's wearing the sweaters. Um, oh, it's still in full flight over here. Oh, There's a whole cottage industry based yeah, around it. <laughs> that, that's good. I do, I do like the fact that you're committing to the whole thing by drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning, though. Well done. That's fabulous. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, look at me. Now I feel like this. The odd man out. Maybe I should. Should I go top it off? Yeah, go, go, and <laughs> go, grab a drink. Um, yeah, should, we thought we'd begin by sort of splitting it up into four, or three or four sections. Some of it a bit lighthearted, and some of it serious, I suppose. But the first thing, I don't know if you got a chance to prepare for any of this. I don't know what David sent to you, but the first thing is, and I might do mine first, is uh, favorite news story in 2016. So the best of any kind, you know, whether it's WordPress or anything. Mine was in April when Elon Musk landed his rocket on the ship. I don't know if you saw that, but he took the thing off and it went up. And then, man, it came down like a bullet. And then just before it hit the, the boat, which to me was, you know, it looked like it was wobbling a bit. It just suddenly did things and the rockets moved and it just moved into position. And I'm really keen on the idea that at some point, maybe within my lifetime, people will go somewhere else and have exciting times out in space. So that was cool. That was my story. Uh, David, what about you? Yeah, mine's going to sound like a real suck up, but I think the most important thing for me this year, and it was in January, was the shortcodes coming to Beaver Builder because that just opened up so much. And, you know, things like Beaver Tunnels came later. Um, most exciting thing because it made up for a miserable January because David Barry, my hero, died then. Mm. So that was my story. Yeah. Nice. Okay, then. Uh, what about you then, Justin? Favorite news story this year, if you can think of one off the top of your head. Yeah, you know, I thought about it, and there were so many depressing news stories. Yeah. We lost so many people <laughs> yeah. and this and that, you know, David Bowie and, and Prince and all that. But um, uh, it, un, unrelated to WordPress, I'd have to say the uh, I don't the Cubs, uh, American baseball team, uh, winning the World Series because they hadn't won in like 108 years. Um, not that I'm a Cubs fan or anything, but just, you know, being a sports fan in general, that was kind of cool to see finally have happen. Um and then uh, good for them. And then we got Jamie on the team now, too, who's a Cubs fan. So um, she, we were excited for her. And then um, WordPress related, just like the whole new uh, development uh, cycle that they're going to be doing for next year. Well, I mean, it sounds like the foreseeable future. Um, I think that's exciting to shake it up a little bit. The release cycle kind of droned on and, you know, you get these releases every couple of months, but nothing new and exciting i mean there's a lot of little exciting things but so it should be exciting to see what that holds for the future the the world series it's a baseball sorry i'm so ignorant so it's a baseball (laughs) thing um what is that is it like a a knockout tournament where you know you have 50 teams at the start and then eventually over days and months and weeks and a year you get you get a final and it's two teams sort of thing it's basically the final with the two teams. So you, you get the playoffs and there's a couple rounds and then 
uh, the World Series is like the two teams. And I mean, that, that format's been changing, you know, for the last hundred some odd years. Originally, like two teams would just play the World Series and now they have like a whole playoff bracket where, you know, there's multiple rounds. Um, but the last time the, the Cubs are like one of the first teams in baseball, you know, started in the early 1900s, maybe even the late 1800s. Um, and then the last time they won was like 1908. And then the last time they even went was in like 1945 or something okay. along those lines. So everyone was just waiting for them to win again. Nice. They had yeah. some curse. Nice. <laughs> I have some, some family in the Illinois and Chicago area. And the, I mean, the, there have been generations and generations of, of fans that have not seen the Cubs win a World Series. So it was pretty special. Yeah. If you if you follow baseball, which we do, we have a, a fantasy baseball league that that uh, we do with the three of us and then some of the other some of the other friends. So it's base, baseball is a big part of our, our company culture, I guess you could say. Oh, OK. So in the U.S., it, from again, being ignorant, it, it like baseball's is, would, would that be by demographic the biggest thing or would it be American football, as we call it? They're kind of seasonal. So baseball usually runs in the summer and football kind of picks up oh, okay. after baseball ends. And, and so there I, I think I think football would probably win. I feel I feel like football oh, yeah. is more ingrained in the in the culture. Um, just, you know, everywhere out and about, you see all the you know, the games are always on the TV. But, but yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty similar. I, I, I don't know. What do you think, Justin? Well, I think the thing with football is that um the games are a lot more exciting. I mean, you got dudes running into each other and, you know, trying to take each other out. And there's only 16 regular season games a year, whereas baseball, there's 162 games a year. So, okay. I mean, you can get kind of, you know, bored watching baseball until, you know, it gets exciting sometimes. I mean, obviously you're going to watch your hometown team, but, um, you know, until the playoffs come, sometimes you, you kind of fall off a little bit. Um, but football, yeah, there's, you know, there's, a, you're, you're just waiting for Sunday to watch Sunday football for those 16 weeks, you know. <laughs> it's really interesting because those two sports, they're just not played here, you know. So I would struggle <laughs> yeah. watching. I, I think baseball, I could figure it out. I mean, basically, I think I could. But American football, I don't have a clue. I just don't understand it. Um, I, uh, it's complicated. Yeah. So you guys get it. You hope it's not like a random yeah. thing at the end. Who won? What was that? And what about yeah. you, Robbie? What's your favorite news story of the entire yeah, year? Man, you guys had such good ones. I don't know. I, I was looking. Uh, I, I didn't realize it was for the whole year, so I was looking at the last week's news. Oh, okay, but that's fine. I, actually, similar to the the SpaceX uh, rocket landing, um, we just. Uh, the, so we have Uber here, which is the um, kind of taxi, you know, uh, taxi service. I think it's everywhere now. But Uber started testing self-driving cars here in San Francisco, and they did it. They just announced it in the last couple of weeks, and they did it without getting a permit from the DMV, from like you know, from the government. Basically, they just said, "Hey, we're going to do this," and within. Uh, couple hours of that happening there was a viral video going around of this uber car just like blissfully rolling through a red light like all the cars went through and you had a couple guys sneaking through at the end then the light turns red and there's like a one two kind of beat and then the uber car just kind of like shots on through and it was <laughs> it was it was scary but it was also kind of like i mean go figure you know they announce it and within a couple hours there's like cars roll through but as far as like the news in the year, I think the self-driving car technology, it's really cool to see. I mean, here in the Bay Area, we actually see them putting around mm. uh, the Google cars and now the Uber cars up in San Francisco. And I, I think it's a really, 
the progress that technology has made in such a short amount of time and the the potential it has for for kind of the quality of life in the future is really cool so i'd say that would be one of my favorites it was a tough year for news it was a really tough year especially here in the states yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i think the world the world stares on incredulous i'm not saying any more um, yeah, <laughs> but I, I think it's fair to say we don't the need world... to start that discussion. No, but it is it is a discussion. It's going on. Hey, thanks. That was great. I enjoyed listening to those. So I'm going to hand over to David, who's going to grill you properly now about important yeah, things. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> on to our first interview section, aren't we? So yeah. we really uh, this bit because I think everybody's seen, or at least our audience have probably seen you do all the other interviews where you explain how Beaver Builder started. So I think we all kind of know that early story. Yeah. About how oh it God, came people, out of your agency. People actually meeting. watch those? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I watch them all, of course. <laughs> but we really wanted to just move on to a little bit about you and those early days, the three of you working together, because there's a few bits and pieces that I pick up from other interviews, which really fascinated me. I heard about you going out and on your mountain bikes. Is this right at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. yeah we used to, on Fridays, we'd... Uh, if we could, we'd take off a little early, um, and go on, uh, go on some mountain biking rides. And it was, it was nice because there's a lot of great trails here in the area, but, uh, you get the weekend warriors. If you go on a Saturday or a Sunday, there's just, it's swarming with people. So we had the kind of fortunate chance to, to leave and go out and do it on Fridays. And, um, yeah, that was, we were doing that pretty regularly for maybe the better part of a year. I got really into it and tried to keep up. So Billy was kind of the one who spearheaded that. Uh, he's a really talented rider. He grew up riding dirt bikes. And and then we had a couple other friends that had been doing it for a few years. And when I jumped into it, I was really gung-ho and trying to keep up with those guys. And then uh, I, I had like a couple of pretty gnarly falls. Uh, one of them, I busted my shoulder up. And then another one it was one of my first rides back after I hurt my shoulder. I fell and I didn't hurt anything, and I was so excited. It's like, oh my gosh, I fell off the bike, but I didn't hurt anything. But I didn't know at the time I'd landed in a giant bush of poison oak, and <laughs> got poison oak all over my body. So <laughs> that was bittersweet. But uh, but yeah, that was a fun, that was a so fun uh, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Me not as much as these guys. Uh, I would go here and there. Um, I wish I had done it more. I mean, I, I, when I did do it, I enjoyed the challenge of it because it. It is quite a challenge. I remember the first time I did it, I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like trying to go up these hills and you're just chugging along, you know, trying not to die. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's it's quite a bit. It's it's a rewarding challenge, to say the least. But when you're done with it, you just feel so invigorated after a ride. Um, It's it's a real rewarding challenge. But these guys used to go way more than I did. But uh, I'd, I'd still get in there now and then. Yeah. And music, do you have a, a shared interest in music? I mean, we can see Robbie's guitars at the back. There's two guitars there, yeah? You yeah, still play? I do, not as much as I used to. I used to practice regularly and and um, play quite a bit. I go through phases where I'll, I'll play a lot of guitar at one point and then kind of put it away. Um, actually, it's, if you can see, I think, Justin, that's your amp in the background too, right? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, he's got the guitar back there as well. Oh, nice. But yeah, I, I yeah, pick I love- mine up like once a month. Uh, I, I, I when I moved and uh, I actually had a proper like home office, like I was I 
took or I was like, oh, I'm gonna like make an effort to try and like jam on my guitar a little bit here and there. So I actually put my guitar stuff. You know, I was like, I saw Robbie had it by his desk. I'm like, that might be a good a good way to like kind of. Oh yeah, maybe you can strum the guitar here and there. But I've completely fallen off over the years. I mm-hmm. don't. Re- I wouldn't consider myself a guitar player right now. But it is fun to pick up and strum and play some scales and just fart around a little bit now and then. Did you play in live bands? I did. Uh, uh, like probably, um, well, I guess 10 years ago is when I kind of, I kind of stopped. Um, so before then I'd played for like five or six years, all from being a teenager into my early twenties and I could, you know, with the whole Beaver Builder origin story, I don't know if you've heard the part of like, that's how Billy and I met is that he was managing like a local venue and, uh, my band would play there and then we just would hang out and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun back then. And and that's what I mean, like, falling off. Like, that was, like, I kind of, like, lose interest in my hobbies sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I'll move on to something else or, or whatever. Um, I really did enjoy playing music a lot. But at some point, you know, especially when I started focusing more on being a professional and I wasn't, you know, running around playing in a band all the time, um, it just – the interest kind of slowly waned on that end. But, yeah, it was definitely fun times. Mm-hmm. So Robbie came in playing guitar by because you didn't know that about him when he joined, you know. No, not at all. We just we just knew uh, we knew how to code. Actually, I think I put it on I put it or on my you... Re- you probably didn't you didn't read it I think because you I remember when well, way back <laughs> when yeah you were on vacation and I did yeah. my first interview with Billy but yeah I didn't have a whole lot I didn't have any professional experience in tech or web so my resume was very creative and it was you know like I have all these skills from some of these other hobbies and you know this is why you should hire me uh, <laughs> my time as a musician has taught me this and discipline and that and well uh, actually looking at your guitar tab website I must have. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie uh, had a, a pretty cool guitar tab website. Um, yeah. That he would scrape scrape tablature from other websites and make it look pretty, and then he got a takedown notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of my first web projects, and it was right around the time when web fonts were becoming uh, practical and in style. And um, Nathan, you mentioned you were in a band. Maybe you're familiar, but you know, guitar tablature. When you look it up online, it's gotten a lot better now. But it used to be just the monospaced font, yep, yep, and yep. it would be five, you know, lines of dashes to represent the five strings with the numbers, you know, scattered through. And I made a web font that uh, kind of connected the the dashes, and it was just a, it was like it looked a lot nicer if you looked at the kind of original tablature versus mine. It uh, it was actually a much better experience. And then I built, yeah, a little script to go and scrape all of the big guitar tab sites. And I think I had maybe like three or 400,000 songs. And the site <laughs> got really good traffic. It was back in the like kind of long tail SEO days when, uh, you know, there was only three or four, well, maybe there were like 10, 15 sites that were doing it. But um, yeah, the, the site picked up a lot of steam and it was really fun. And then I got this really threatening, nasty letter. It was oh. like I had to go sign for it at the post office from a from the DMCA, uh, Digital Music Copyright Association or something like that. And they were basically like, like, you need to you need to stop this. immediately. like, you don't don't even pretend like this is legal. Like, I, I, we dare you. Like, go ahead. Like, <laughs> try us. Like, you need to shut this down. And I was so scared at the time. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get going to get sued. I was just a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. What can possibly go wrong when you scrape the internet for content? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. We were talking, David and I, uh, uh, 
um, we just wondered, I wonder how many people in this space, WordPress in particular, were in a band and particularly playing the guitar. Like, raise your hand. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all of us. There we go. Nice. I know Troy Dean likes to, to jam. I don't know if he's in a band or not, but yeah. it sounds like he's a pretty serious musician. Yeah. I think it's similar. I mean, it's interesting because you see a lot of people um, in the WordPress space that come from churches or, you know, have some kind of religion background and then the musical background, too. And I think part of that might be, you know, we all like it. I didn't play in a band, but I, I can relate to this where you had to put, you know, if you're a band, you need a website, right? You got to get people to your shows. So mm. there was that kind of crossover. And, and same if you're, you know, in the in the church scene, you know, a lot of people were building websites for their churches and kind of stumbled into you know, there's a couple hobbies that lend themselves to needing to create, you know, websites and marketing and trying to, to gather the masses together. And yeah, WordPress brings a lot of those people together. Yeah, well, that's a good point, actually, because I've, I've made, you know, that's how I started building websites was for my band and then other bands. And then also like learning how to use Photoshop, making flyers for shows and trying to do our album art and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, um, it's good I didn't fun. know anything back then, you know, GeoCities all the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Angel Fire. Angel Fire, yeah. Oh, there's another podcast in there, right? <laughs> Just right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's another cultural with difference as well, isn't it, with the churches and websites? You know, we don't get that in the UK. No. Churches in the UK are pretty traditional, shall we say. I see images oh. of churches in the US. Quite a few of the people that I follow on Facebook, they obviously go to church and kind of looks like a concert with a big backdrop and, <laughs> you know, huge letters and, you know, it just looks like a gig. And I think, wow, that's interesting, you know, whereas here it's a, a bloke with some incense sort of going yeah. like that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. one of our one of our kind of friends in the WordPress, I don't want to call him out by name, but... Uh, he was very involved with the, that kind of the, the church scene, if you will. And we met him in person at an event. And I think we were expecting him to be kind of like, you know, quiet and unassuming. And he ended up being this like really like kind of wild party boy. Like he was out and like, you know, taking shots with us and staying out all night. And we're like, wait, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're, we're, we're just and I in California. It's so the, the United States is really, um, as you move around, things are very different and, and, you know, I think most of the middle America would call us heathens out here in California. You know, uh, yeah, we, we, it's it's not it's not as ingrained in the California culture as it is as you kind of move over into the middle of the country. Yeah. So I'm not we're not as familiar, but yeah, it's an inter it's it's interesting <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Hey, Robbie, can I ask you about? Um, you asked me what the differences were between you and Justin, and uh, the two things where you disagree was. Baseball and the other one was code editors. So, which code editor do you use, Robbie? First. Oh man, I I, I feel like I shouldn't even answer this one anymore because I I sadly <laughs> don't write nearly as much code as I used to. But I was a Sublime Text guy. I really liked Sublime Text, um, mainly because, and I, I know this this might come up later too. But I used to be a PC guy, and um, Sublime Text was cross-platform, so that was a really big kind of selling point to me, especially when I first started working at Fastline. Uh, we were uh, a Mac shop, so I was kind of transitioning and, and using both Mac and PC. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Sublime. Sublime for the win. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. And I yeah. use uh, Panic, Panic's uh, Coda. Um, I started using 
panic because I was using their uh, transmit FTP application and then uh, I needed a better code editor um, and I was, gave Coda a shot. I really I like Coda because of the their tight FTP integration, how you can yep. bounce around. I know I know Sublime has some stuff now. They may even have much better stuff now. Um, but the uh, Panix is like really well done, or a trans a Coda's where you can bounce around not only local but um, remote as well, and just like jumping in and out of files and this and that. Um, I'll, I'll say though, I mean, in, in in all fairness, I mean Sublime is probably a more superior editor when it comes to code but i'm just like one of those it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks like i've just been using it and <laughs> i don't like changing i don't like having to update my software and have it change on me so yeah surprisingly um i was just reading uh, tom mcfarland's blog and he put a big thumbs up for microsoft's new code editor which kind of blew my mind um that brackets like because it's microsoft uh I, I don't think it was brackets I think it's it was it's something Microsoft Studio something, but basically Microsoft okay. came out with an open source cross platform um, extendable code editor that is, and it, I guess it's more along the lines of an IDE too. Like it's got a lot of the kind of machine learning and as far as like syntax highlighting and, and uh, suggestions and that kind of stuff. Um, it's it sounds like it's really advanced. Um, and I'd be curious to give that one a try. I can't believe I'm even saying it. Like, if you told me I was going to say this three years ago, that I was interested in a Microsoft editor. Um, you know yeah, what? Push me over with a feather. I, but I think I Microsoft are, um, I think we're on the turn. I think they're about to do a load of really cool stuff. I think they're Linux, you know, they're interested in Linux and now open source and... I don't know. Um, I could be wrong, but it feels like they're pushing all the right buttons for it me. It does at least, anyway. look like it's going that way. Yeah. 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 I'd agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, and sadly, too, well, yeah, Apple's kind of turning, you know, with their new MacBook Pro. I know a lot of the hardcore developers and the whole kind of dongle, dongle gate, right? Like um, their uh, decision <laughs> to only have the, you know, was it USB C connectors and all that? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I've been looking. Well, particularly, did you guys see the Microsoft uh, Studio, the desktop? Yeah, yeah it looks iMac nice. With pen, and it's, oh, man, that thing looks really, yeah. really hot. Yeah. I really want to, I, I almost, I, I had like the gimmies, you know, I saw it, and it's like, oh, I got to have one yeah. of these. This thing looks awesome. I'm so and invested in raised... Mac software. That's my, that's my sticking point. I've just spent so much on software, which is non-compatible. I just, I, but then if yeah. my Mac died the other day and I had a real moment of, do I, just bite the bullet. I rebuilt the Mac. I've got the Mac going again. But oh yeah, yeah. It's so it's so tempting to just jump ship. Yeah, there's always a well, shiny that... thing, and Microsoft at yeah. the minute gives me the shiny thing. So yeah, yeah. Shiny. The joke center. I kept hearing <laughs> on uh, Facebook when the that new studio came out was like, "Man, that looks amazing. Can I run OSX on it?" <laughs> so I think I think uh, Windows is is as much as all this other cool stuff that Microsoft's doing. I mean, I I don't you know whenever I jump into Windows, I still go like bang my head on the desk and it's just like, "Why is this happening?" And that yeah. A lot of it's like vendor specific stuff though. Like Lenvo stuffs all their junk yeah. on there, and yeah. you know, if you buy a crappy laptop or something like that, but. Um, uh, OSX is probably still a cleaner operating system, in my opinion. But mm. who knows? Maybe that'll change too. Yeah. See, I think that I, I I agree totally. And then I then I update my computer, right? I run my updates on OSX, and everything breaks. Like I have to reconfigure uh, <laughs> my developer tools and the command line, and like you know, like all. <laughs> and I know you know Justin. I know you know that uh, <laughs> those updates <laughs> are getting a little bit. Uh, 
Yeah, what they're, updates? They're, I don't run updates on my operating system. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want things to break. No, it, yeah. it is treacherous. Now, this yeah. is time, isn't it? Definitely for a game, yeah? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do a game. First one, odd one out round. So I have to make sure for the people who are just going to listen to this, I read it out clearly. So which one's the odd one out? These are all connected in some way. The odd one out between Mad Mimi, Manage WP, Beaver Builder, and WP Curve. Beaver Builder? Question. Ah, <laughs> interesting. Justin comes in. Why is that? Because we weren't acquired by GoDaddy. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that right? No, that's it's a good one. Be... I think you're right. I think you're right. I was yeah. going to say Curve because it's a service. Like, I mean, it's because it, it's like it's not it's a, not a software. It's a more of a service. But no, I think yeah, I could call. You're right. Justin got that one. <laughs> Emily yeah. I guess involvement... I should wait for the answer. Right? <laughs> involvement yeah. is GoDaddy, but Beaver Builder's the only one that hasn't been bought out. And the next one, uh, again, it's the odd one out, and they are connected. Oh, they're not connected so much, but is WordPress number one? Number two is MariaDB database. Number three, again, is Beaver Builder. And number four, WooCommerce. Hmm. Whilst you this think about it, I'm going to play the Swanee whistle. It's inspiring. Yeah, it's really helping me think. Yeah. Yeah. I got this one in the bag. No, I'm just kidding. What, what, what were you saying, Dave, if you said, if you said what? Uh, I said cutlery. Uh, I found. It was, it was WordPress, MariaDB, uh, Beaver Builder, and then uh, what was the last What was the last one? Uh, the last one was WooCommerce. WooCommerce. Is it because the Beaver Builder is not a fork? Yay! <laughs> man, you you're, the, the you're good, man. You're He's good at really this. clever. <laughs> well, I, I was like, knife and what goes with a knife? A fork? I, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know that MariaDB was forked, but I just kept WooCommerce and WordPress, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm assuming that it probably was. <laughs> well, Sorry, Rob. I'll talk to my mouth show the next No, one. man, this is good. This is why we're a good team, because I'm horrible at those like off-the-top-of-your-head kind of things. <laughs> I think it was the Swanee Whistle. Anyway. It was the whistle. That, that's the end of our first game anyway, so I have to hand over to Nathan. Okay. We go on to a bit of a topic. Yeah, I mean, a bit more serious just for a minute. You know, it's it's Christmas time. It's about thinking about other people. And I guess we we were talking about how big your, your company now is, Beaver Builder, let's call it that. Um, how many employees have you got now? About 10 right now. Does that include you or? Yeah. So yeah, that's 10. So. so we were just sort of hoping that you would list them, maybe, and just big them up, you know, just give us some nice info about your employees and make them feel good and, you know, basically give you an opportunity to say thanks and, you know, this is this is what you've done for us this year, including anybody that's new as well, I suppose. Okay, yeah. Um, how do you want to – do you want to split it up, Rob, or just one of us jump in on it? Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, well, maybe we should just like start. Go- I bet we can all kind of say uh, nice things about everything. But we'll maybe start in chronological order. Like our first employee uh, was Ben. Um, ben is. He was our first and only employee for a long time. 
he's uh he works in our in our support uh team and he's he's just a rock star we got so lucky we found um ben on uh, i think it what it was what it's upwork now was it called freelance.com or yeah something? like elance yeah, originally. No, yeah. I don't know yeah it switched over but um i know i i didn't have as much experience with it but when justin and billy were doing uh you know looking for like to hire people like maybe even before i came on and you hear all these horror stories about trying to hire on elance you know when you're working with freelancers abroad it's it's really hard to find good people and and i think we got super lucky with ben because he's just been fantastic and he was one of the first people we found and interviewed and hired for the position um and of course, to this day, he's still on the team. Mm. Um, I don't think we've ever had any kind of like issues or problems. And he's he's just a really diligent, smart, um, hardworking guy. Hmm. And then uh, maybe a good segue to that is uh, it, it might not have. I don't know if he came in directly after, but we actually hired Ben's brother, Jun, um, on Ben's advice, and that was a really we got really fortunate because those guys are, <clears throat> you know always hanging out with each other and you know ben worked really closely with john when he was coming on to train him and i'm sure it's one of those situations like i'm sure those guys were talking shop when they weren't you know working on the clock or hanging out at each other's house and and so um yeah it's the john and it also has been phenomenal and it's it was really cool to have that family connection too mm-hmm. let's see i don't know how should we uh how should we keep breaking this up <laughs> no i mean keep going i mean yeah okay uh, I, I'll jump in at maybe the developers. You can just keep going with support. Okay. Let's see here. So we went Ben to John. And it, well, that's still the thing. We always have a little bit of a hard time answering the question, too, because there's been people that have come on um, just for a certain job. Or, right. you know, like we were working with Colin, the dynamic beaver, back in the beginning. He <clears throat> was doing some contract work with us. And then uh, there was a guy named Diego who also was working really closely with us. Um, back a couple maybe even a couple years i could say now um but they're yeah. they both have kind of moved on to bigger better um things and then uh let's see here i think was danny i think danny might have been the next hire yeah i think so um yeah danny was awesome danny was coming from another wordpress company and he he didn't treat him very well we've mm-hmm. actually we have a couple stories of folks that came from other companies in the wordpress space that didn't really have the nicest things to say about their their ex employers um but yeah i just i i i shouldn't tell this i'll embarrass him when i tell the story but i vividly remember the story that danny was telling us during his interview about like a situation or a, something he had going on with his, his ex. He, he just basically had us all rolling in laughter like from the first day um yeah same same deal we've been really fortunate to find people we've only had maybe like one or two people that didn't work out um Mm. but everyone i feel like we've gotten really really lucky with the just kind of level of talent and and just the people that we we enjoy spending time even though it's virtual people that we get along with and can chat with and um everyone's a everyone's a rock star yeah i'm at a loss for words because we really we really lucked out with i think that's what we're just trying to trying to get really is just a, a nice pat on the back and a you know get, getting getting your name mentioned and somebody saying nice <coughs> things about you that's great i think i think having a laugh and being able to giggle ah oh, it's everything without that you've got nothing and i think that's so important it's really nice to hear that you you muck about and you know do, do all that stuff okay so well we're going to go to the developers now are we 
Uh, yeah, well, there are a yeah. couple, couple others I can just touch on. Jamie's the newest uh, uh, support. Um, she just came on uh, not too long ago. And uh, Catherine as well. She's on support. And then um, we have uh, Nancy on docs who she doesn't work for us uh, full time, but she does a fantastic job doing our uh, helping with our documentation. I mean, it's been a revelation having her around. None of us are very good at docs or even want to do it for that matter. Yep. So, yep. Um, <laughs> so that's been nice. And um, in terms of developers right now, full-time, uh, Eugene's the only full-time developer. He came on as just kind of like needed developer help and wasn't really sure what that role looked like. But it kind of transformed into, oh, wow, Justin, you're fixing a lot of bugs. How about I take the bugs and you go work on the other stuff? And uh, so he's kind of um, – he does do small feature enhancements, but he actually manages all of our tickets that come into our, our, our Git repo. Um, he'll sign stuff to me if like it's something that's maybe a little um, bit much for him, um, but he does all that, and then we'll work together to get the uh, minor releases out and get all that stuff reviewed and merged and tested. Um, and then um, currently on the team too, who you're probably familiar with is Brent, who's been working on the new UI, and he was just like Robbie had said, a lot, a lot of people that have come from our community. Um, he was just had some ideas and we were talking, uh, it actually started around like the theme building stuff where I was talking to him about that. And then he had some pretty like, uh, you know, pretty like, uh, they're big ideas. And I was like, man, can you like do some mock-ups for this kind of stuff so we can see what that looked like? And then I was like, Oh, well, can you build some of it? <clears throat> um, and so he originally started with that. And then we started talking about the UI because we've just gotten a lot of feedback on the UI over the last couple of years. And then also just with like the third party ecosystem and how the current UI doesn't really like um, contain that very well. And it needs, you know, some reimagination there. And so he started mocking that up and we've gone through a few iterations. Uh, we went like all the way in left field and then we pulled it back and like now we're kind of in the middle, but we've touched on everything. Um, mm. So I'm really excited. Like the direction we're finally going now to where we're working towards like a finish line of like this kind of well-rounded thing that we've really thought out. Um, so Brent actually, he has a day job. Um, he, they were one of our customers, uh, Ned Media. Um, and he's just super talented in terms of the fact that he can, he's really creative um, artistically and also he can write some pretty serious code. Um, he'll tell you he's not a coder, but he's definitely a coder. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then um, in terms of just like some honorable mentions, sorry, I'm like looking off screen here on our Slack group. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, Thomas, um, he, Thomas um, isn't as active right now, but he did all the new templates that you saw in uh, 1.8, um, all the landing page templates. And then um, Ozon, he did um, the new content page templates in 1.9, and then he did a bunch of the stuff, uh, the theme stuff in 1.5. And then, um, let's see, I don't want to forget anybody. I know I probably <laughs> will. Well, see, that's, a, that's the thing, too, is like as part of the team, it, like Robbie said, it's hard to define yeah. because – we have people that we've brought on like um, Ozon and Diego and Thomas that like are mainly just on a contract basis to work on projects for us that have come from our community. But we also have, if you look at our uh, wordpress.org repo and look at the contributors, we have a ton of people that have just asked to um, get access to our repo and they submit pull requests for different things like um, uh, Oliver. Yeah, Oliver and uh, uh, 
I'm going to butcher his last name. Um, he's from Webman Design and then Jesse Prophet. They worked together on the first version of the um, responsive settings that they submitted as a pull request. And then I kind of came in there and um, did some work on it too. Um, so we get a lot of stuff like that. So yeah, it's really been mm. a community effort. It's yeah. Pretty, so yeah, we're I, really I gotta, for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a couple, couple just thoughts to tack on if I can real quick, but uh so Thomas um, is a designer, and we do every Thursday. We have like an informal, unofficial meeting where we all just kind of get in our Slack general channel and say hello and how's it going. And, and Thomas started this uh, this what does it become a tradition where he he hacked up um, this photo of Billy from Billy's Facebook page and put it in the like he just made these super funny. I guess he, I don't know if you call them memes. We call them memes. But yeah, yeah. He would do some like Photoshop like wizardry and uh put put billy's like picture on all these like just really like some of them were super inappropriate too like we could never ever share <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh man it, it was just like the whole um people started coming to them like showing up for these because it was it's totally optional and you know if you want to come in and say hi because people are scattered throughout different time zones it's a lot harder for some folks to get in and others too but yeah i think people were coming just so they could see uh see the funny memes um Catherine, who's our newest uh, employee, yeah, she's the, I think she's, the, but she's been really awesome about, um, she came on originally and as a support role, but she's got a really good background in marketing, our extensive background, I should say, and she's been um, jumping into a bunch of different uh, tasks and areas and, and helping out way beyond what we originally brought her on for. Nice. Um, and similar, same with Jamie, I think, um, who has also been helping out a lot she's also she came on as a support role but she's been doing a lot of work on the doc side and also on the product and testing side yeah um, she's been yeah putting a lot of effort into um working with all the new like as soon as we have a new uh, branch out of an update or some, some of the things we're working on behind the scenes she gets right in there and, and has some really good feedback on that um one i don't want to bum the mood out too but uh one of our original guys that we brought on as a and uh, kind of on a kind of on a contract basis, but he might have even been the first person other than the three of us to help us out was a guy named Jason um, who helped us a lot with kind of our marketing direction. And I'm going to do a little piece about this on our blog post coming up here. But he sadly had a had an accident, a snowboarding accident pretty recently. And um, mm. yeah, I'd feel I'd feel bad not mentioning his name because he was pretty pivotal. We had we had some we had some disagreements with him, so it was like a really interesting relationship. Um, but yeah, he's he's he kind of he passed on and uh, and yeah, but he was he was there in the beginning. So uh, honorable, another honorable mention for yeah. for someone that was there a long time ago. Oh, guys, thanks. Sorry, but yeah, I, I no, yeah, sorry, I I I keep I keep mentioning it whenever I can because it's been uh, yeah, it's been. No, yeah, he's definitely a good one to mention because he he was. Uh, I was looking. He's he was like a customer in like we launched in April, and he was like a customer yeah. in like getting a June 2014, and so he was on like or he was like one of our first, and he was like one of our first evangelists, mm -hmm. and then he's like, hey, you guys, you know, like I know all this marketing stuff, and you guys don't really know what you're doing, and uh, so yeah, he gave us some real great advice, and and uh, it helped out quite a bit. So yeah, that was, that was definitely a bummer to find out about mm -hmm. that one for sure. A good mention, definitely. Oh, well, yeah, that's it. It's a sad story, but nice that you have a chance to 
name him at this time of the year. That's nice. Hey, thanks, guys. So, right, here we go. Stupid questions. Just a whole bunch of these. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, who's going to get this first? You're pitted against each other. What is the capital right. city of Bangladesh? <laughs> no, I don't know. I didn't know either. Uh, you can Google it. Any, go on, have a guess. Uh, I'm gonna butcher it. Bangladesh. What is it, Rob? You look like you got Daka. it. Yeah. Did you get that? Oh. Was that you or was that Google? <laughs> it just took me a while to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't um... even have come close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, James James Tiberius Kirk or Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> um i i saw this one and i'm i'm my i'm gonna lose some like nerd points right now because i'm i know uh i know that i believe this is star trek this but is star I'm not... trek yeah. yeah okay i got that right at least right yeah. okay star trek it's okay so Wait, you can say that's just say null john john lucas the, he was the he was the, the guy that had the famously he was, bald yeah, he was bald, bald head guy. right yeah yeah I mean, kirk was I, william shatner right yes I'm gonna go with Kirk. Kirk, I mean, William Shatner. I mean, come God, on. It's always Kirk. There is no, there isn't a choice. It's just Kirk. <laughs> That's what I was. Oh, after. it is always Kirk. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Kirk. It's always Kirk. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, we both just lost nerd credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twelve times thirty-five. Oh Jesus. <laughs> One second here. Yeah, yeah, I right? have been drinking egg- eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be four hundred and twenty. Nice. <laughs> That was quick. That was cool. Okay. Uh, Does that have anything to do with uh, California? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why'd you guys choose that? One? <laughs> I don't know. Just random. Uh, would you prefer to ski or sit on a beach? A beach. Uh, that's a tough. Yeah, I know. I, I would. I think I would prefer to ski because I sit on the beach more often than not. I don't yeah. go skiing a lot, so yeah. I I normally choose. I mean, in, in real life, I'd go to the beach it's a lot easier but yep. yeah i'd like to go skiing okay i just hate being cold and wet so yeah yeah beach beach yeah. all day yeah I, I don't know i don't know where i sit on but this is california that's what happens at the, the beach yeah. just get cold and wet <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> I mean, it's not like our beaches are that nice no no i mean you should come to my beach where it's currently minus two it's uh real <laughs> well, fun yeah uh, <laughs> fair enough fair enough yeah uh uh let's have a look got a couple more here Okay. If you had the power to do one thing, and I, I'm not after some pretentious thing, you know, it can just be what you actually would like to do for yourself, selfishly. Um, what would you do? One thing. Power to do one thing. That's a tough uh, one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Man, yeah. I, I, would, I guess just, I'll just to give you some context, I'd probably have more time off. That would be my thing. You know, it's not, I'm not trying to make world peace or anything, just spend more time with my kids yeah there's there's a lot of like cliche uh, i want to save the world right but but and of course yeah, yeah all the good stuff I, I got one though I, one of my new year's resolutions i think is uh and justin kind of inspired me on this one to be honest but i want to do more public speaking um mm. justin spoke at WordCamp sacramento and, and did a really awesome job and i think uh I want to get better at speaking. I've, I've been really enjoying doing conferences and going out and networking, and I did a lot of that this year. And I think if I can get better at speaking, I might not have to pay for as many conference tickets. Nice. <laughs> but I, I get really, I get, <laughs> I get a lot of anxiety over uh, over doing public speaking, and I used to get a lot of anxiety about flying. And then this year, I just kind of 
beat it out of me like by going on a bunch of airplanes and i think <laughs> i need to do it. that that's my plan for for this uh, upcoming year is to just try and do as much public speaking as i can in hopes that i just yeah i can get over that kind of speed bump i think that's really cool great Justin, I, I'd I'd go uh, if it's just one thing, and I'm not trying to uh, you know have world peace and any of that. I'd I'd go into outer space. Yeah, space. <laughs> yeah. Like I've cool. always wanted to see the curvature of the Earth. You know, just that whole where are we all? What are we all sitting on? Yeah, that would be awesome. I would do that too. Yeah, it'd be fun. so I'd yeah, I'd like, spend more time with my kids so much... from space. That, that, that tap, that's like the opposite of my fear of flying. Like, yeah. I would never want to. Like, God, like, you guys have fun with that. I'm going <laughs> to sit here on solid ground. Okay. I get a little bit of butterflies on takeoff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let, we'll make this the last one, maybe. Um, do you know who the Prime Minister of Great Britain is? Of course, oh, I know who the Prime Minister of Great Britain Didn't that just is. Change, change hands with the whole yeah, Brexit thing? Yeah, it did. It would be Theresa May. That's the one. Uh, yes. <laughs> Come on, guys. I, I'm surprised you even think we wouldn't we wouldn't know this. Uh, uh, no, it's... I'm not. I'm not googling uh, <laughs> on my side monitor. I swear. Honestly, I could. That's probably the only one that I could have answered. I got a whole list here, but I think we should stop. Um, so, so we'll we'll pass it over to David. I think he's going to play a different sort of game with you. Are you going to do the missing words here, David? Yeah, missing words. I've got some quotes. I think you probably can see them yourself there. So I'm wondering if you can actually fill in the blanks and even find out who the author of the quote was. So the first one is, for me, open source is a blank blank. Are these quotes in the... Yeah. These are kind of well-known quotes by fairly famous IT kind of people. Open source. For, well, what, can you repeat it one more time? Yeah, for me, open source is a blank blank. Shall I give you a clue? Please. Who the person is. <laughs> it's Matt Mullenweg. Who? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, man, that one. Yeah, that one's. I'll be honest. I thought I was reading an article and I was thinking it was someone else. I'm not sure. I don't think I'm going to be able to, without cheating. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, no, I'm I, that one. I'll give you that one. So it's moral thing, he said. Okay, it that was, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that one. Yeah, I remember it. I did no <laughs> idea. <laughs> okay, next one you might know, because you would have definitely taken interest in this one. Um, I'm sorry if this one hurts anyone's feelings, but seriously, blank, 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 are terrible. Uh, WordPress page builders, nice. and that must be from uh, Mr. Pippin Pippin Williamson. Fantastic. Okay, nice, yeah. good one, Rob. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Nice. I remember that one. Oh, sting. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Want... Yeah, so Pippin was was really like classy about that because he put that tweet out and uh we were chuckling about it but then the next day we saw an order come through with his name on it we're like oh wow pippin just bought beaver builder huh and uh he really did he wrote up that article that was so thorough and i can only imagine that he he actually went out and bought all of the page builders in an effort to test them all so that was really cool i thought that uh, of course us being on his uh his good list didn't didn't hurt things but no i thought it was really nice of him to actually go and like buy all of the products and then take the time to to uh yeah write up the review that was that was really impressive of him so yeah Mm -hmm. kudos to pippin for that okay next one then is uh this is not wordpress 
blue is the richest color for me. Shall I give you the author? You won't get the rest of the quote, I don't think. But it's Mark Zuckerberg. Ah. But if you know what the story is about, you get points. Gosh, I know. I mean, I know from all the kind of color theory reading I was doing on the whole, you know, like landing page marketing, that kind of stuff. I know blue is a very trusting color. Like when people see blue, they feel, uh, you know, at ease as opposed to like a red or an orange, which is a, yeah, which is like more of like a warning color. But no, I mean, yeah. it, it's got to be about the, I mean, the, the origins of, uh, of Facebook, right? I know they started out with blue. I know... There was a, I watched a really funny presentation um, from a woman that came in and reefs factored their CSS and this was way back when but I remember her saying that you know the Facebook blue like hex code they had like a hundred different variations of it because people would use the eyedropper tool and like eyedrop you know something yep. to get the color out of it and uh, when they were refactoring all that code they found you know like a hundred different shades of the blue that was supposed to just be the one blue I think we I, actually I think we have well, <clears throat> I know. I, I also use the eyedropper tool uh, for better or worse. Yeah. Well, the story is that he uh, apparently was on Russian TV, and they asked him why he chose blue, and he said that he can see all of blue, and he turns out he's red and green colorblind, so he picked oh. blue because he can see all the colors. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I did not know that one. Nice. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, that'd be a real bummer if you couldn't see part of your multi-billion dollar website, wouldn't it? Just bits of it. Were Have you seen those? There's like a, it's like a sweater that, that I wish, what, what are the names? It has, so you know, when you do the test, um, the colorblind test, it's like a, a circle with dots. Oh, the Rorschach And the dots test. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And the dots in the middle will be a slightly different, you know, hue. And if you, you, if you, if you aren't colorblind, you'll be able to see it. And at some shirt, it's like, you know, like the colorblind are, are it, it basically like, oh man, I wish, what, what, what does it say? It's one of those like quick, quick one-liners, but it's like, I love the colorblind or something like that. <laughs> but then the actual part that's colorblind is like, F you colorblind, you know, like it, it, it negates this. The, oh, that's what it was. So the guy was, the, there was a roommate that was color. He got the shirt for uh, his roommate who was colorblind that was walking around being like colorblind people suck. And, uh, and he had no idea the whole time because... We shouldn't make fun of the colorblind. My dad is colorblind. It's a, it's a, it's. Uh, now I feel like a jerk <laughs> making, fun of, making fun of people for. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit that for, bit out. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> there were some glasses. Uh, some glasses on the. Uh, I keep getting it in in Facebook in my Facebook feed. These glasses that you can put on now, and it it fixes the red green thing. And there's these huh. pictures of these elderly people, just putting them on and literally unable to cope with what they're seeing. It's just so beautiful you know they're like, oh wow you know like oh, oh look what what is this i'm wearing it's purple that's purple oh it's so purple it's great <laughs> yeah. that's cool okay last that's... one yes yep yep let's do it okay last one is i'll give you the person no actually i'll give you it and see if you get the person but it's a really famous quote uh, in wordpress and it's if you're serious about blank blank I would be interested in contributing, and I'm sure there are two, uh, one or two others in the community who would be two. That ring any bells? If you're serious about open source, <laughs> that's Close. A guess. <laughs> I'm going to give you a name, Mark Little. Oh, um, if that 
that rings, I guess, I that goes back name. to the cafe log days then, I guess, or B2 or whatever, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, fucking B2 was the black. Nice. Oh, okay, nice. Nice. Uh, well spotted. Nice. Yeah, you, you should get a... Should get partial credit for that one at the close, least. I was, I was going. I was thinking accessibility, but I was I, that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> These are silly questions. Shall we move on for another bit of interview section where we want to talk about the community, which we love so much. Um, Definitely. <laughs> so, really, actually, something I wanted to ask you about. I mean, we're recording this, so maybe something will happen after this recording. But there was talk about the new forum coming back. And just wondered what you had to say on that and what you're thinking about and how it'll fit in with our beloved Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the back quick backstory is we used to have all of our support running through a BB press forum and it was getting really cumbersome to manage it, especially as we started growing our support team and trying to identify ways that we could streamline our support process. Um, so we closed down the forum and moved over to Help Scout, which is a dedicated ticketing system, um, and it's just much more. Uh, it's it's built for teams. Do it's it's a much more kind of precise tool for the job that we were doing. Uh, the downside to that was that there was a really great uh, community in the forums that were participating, both in you know asking questions and answering questions. Um, and the forums were all indexed by Google. So, you know, a lot of the kind of, because, you know, our support and what we see in the Facebook group, uh, there's a lot of folks that are learning web design through Beaver Builder. And they're asking questions that wouldn't really fall under a support. Like, it's not a bug or a conflict. They're, you know, saying like, hey, like this website has this really cool video background. How do I host the video or like, you know, how do I recreate this design or it's a lot more kind of general questions that could fall into the category of web design and development as opposed to just being Beaver Builder. And Facebook has been phenomenal. The Facebook community is so active and it's great, but it's lacking a couple of, um, I mean, we're all a part of it. We all know, right? We see the same questions coming up. Uh, or variations of the same question pretty often because the forum, or excuse me, the, the Facebook group isn't indexed by Google. It's not really that searchable. Um, it has a search, but it's it's shoddy. So the hope is, and ever since we shut down the forum, I've been trying to find the thing. I just didn't want to open another BB Press forum because managing forums and hosting forums and it, it's they're a lot of work. Um, but there, there, we really did lose some some uh, cool functionality, and I think that there is a potential. There's like a complementary kind of system out there that I've been looking for that would play really nicely with the Facebook group that would bring some of those uh, benefits of the forum back. And mo- most recently, I discovered um, Stack Exchange. Like the, so, Stack yeah. Overflow, right, is a great site for question and answer. And there's a kind of spin-off of that. I'm not sure if they're the same company or not, but it's called Stack Exchange, and it's a question and answer forum system. And it's uh, not self-hosted; like it's hosted on their platform. And I'm like, I think I'm at like 97% now. I've, I swung out the idea to the Facebook group to see if people were interested. Uh, but I think we're going to give it a shot, mm. and we're going to try setting up a question and answer forum on Stack Exchange. 
And one of the niceties about that is one is it's just as easy as kind of like spinning up a WordPress site on WordPress.com. Like we go in there and give it a title, um, set the topics. You know, I'm sure there's some initial configuration, but we don't have to worry about hosting it on our server or keeping it updated or, you know, designing it or any of the kind of time intensive things that go along with building a new um, website. And then the other nice thing about it is that it, when you set up a stack exchange, it goes into this kind of beta period. Yep. And there has to be a certain amount of activity for the stack exchange kind of group to actually make it its own stack exchange. So it's, it's kind of like a trial. Um, and so we've, we've seen this on Facebook a couple times or, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the, it happens a lot where we'll put something out. We'll ask on Facebook, like, Hey, would you guys like it if we did this? And everyone will say, yes, yes, yes. That sounds great. And then we do it. And, and, you know, people are really enthusiastic on Facebook, which is awesome. Right. But sometimes it, it can be, they're like, it's like Facebook events, you know, like you set up an event and everyone's like, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then you get there and there's like three or four people that actually show up. Like people are a lot <laughs> uh, more enthusiastic with their clicks than they are with their, their time. So It'll give us a chance to try out a, a new forum that I think the medium of like the Stack Exchange kind of question answer format will work really well for that part we're lacking. Um, and if it doesn't take off, we won't have invested a lot of time in it and it will just be able to kind of slowly fade out. Um, so it, yeah, it hits on a couple of the pain points that we had in trying to get a forum back. Yeah, it's such a good yeah. system. You get the answers, the good answers float to the top and the people who provide the good answers get the credibility to to make things go to the top and it's brilliant. It's I think it's great. I think it's a perfect decision. Awesome. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we're going to be counting on you guys like collectively the community to to help us make it happen and and particularly I think at first um we're going to want to redirect a lot of the questions that come into Facebook to the forums, um, especially anything that has to do with code. Like there's no code formatting nope. on Facebook and people are sharing, you know, PHP and CSS snippets all the time. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just nasty. But on, on the stack exchange, I'm almost positive there is. And so anything yep. that, uh, yeah, the, the goal is definitely not. And I know this was one of the worries was to like, it might dilute, the Facebook group and Facebook, and it might kind of slow down the activity there. And I really don't want that to be the case. And I think we've reached a point where there's enough, uh, I mean, you know, the, the, the Facebook group has been active and brilliant since we had 500 people in there. Now we're up to over 4,000. So I think we have enough scale that, and, and watching the questions that come through, a lot of them I think still lend themselves really well to that Facebook group chat kind of hive mind format and then a lot of them will also lend themselves well to the stack exchange question and answer format so um, yeah yeah sorry i just went on like a really long i've been thinking about this a lot but i really i'm really hoping that it it fills the void that we we created when we got rid of the support forums and will be a useful tool for everyone yeah there's a gap which really leads me on to the next question i wanted to ask do you think it's still true i think maybe justin mentioned this that you thought there were 90 plus percent were developers who were Beaver Builder users. I guess that's changed since that was mentioned. I don't think we've ever had like exact metrics. I think just like kind of like our own, like this is what we see is that, uh, and I wouldn't even call them developers. I would just call them that people are building, that build websites for other people hmm. versus the DIYers. But, I mean, in saying people that build 
websites for other people that's still broad you know you could break that down into like developers designers web pros you know that just know how to do you know implementers and that kind of thing but um we do have i i still think beaver builder is predominantly people that are building websites for others either freelancers or agencies or, or what have you not versus like um you know i'm just trying to build my own website but i mean like i said I'm not, i don't have any hard numbers i don't even know if robbie does uh yeah, it's, well, it's, we did a poll. This was a while back, though, so that, that data is not really valid anymore. But we, we polled everyone. I think that we did it on a blog post. And the, I think we at the time, we thought that it was a little bit more of a 50-50 split between you know someone that's just building a single website for themselves, like the do-it-yourselfers, we would put the label on them, and then folks that are you know building lots of websites, be it for themselves or other people. Um, and it was, yeah, predominantly people that were in either agencies or freelancers or, you know, they had 20 websites that they built in it. They weren't just, you know, like Joe's hardware store and Joe needs a website and his friend told him to look at WordPress and, uh, you know, that's how he got to us. Um, one wrench that's been thrown into that mix though, just recently is the partnership that we have going with GoDaddy and, they have been, um, there's been a surge of new GoDaddy users on the light version, the free version of Beaver Builder. Um, one of the pieces of news I was thinking about for the, my favorite piece of news was one that we just announced, although it was kind of, you know, self-serving. Uh, but we just hit 200,000 active mm -hmm. websites on the free version of Beaver Builder. And the, the, our, the jump from 100,000, you know, to get to 100,000 took, almost two years if not more than two years and then to go from 100 to 200 it's been like a couple months like it's just wild how quickly that growth has accelerated and i do think that a lot of those GoDaddy customers are not the you know they are kind of more like the joe from joe hardware store um, building a website so that's been uh yeah that's that's something that i think going into 2017 that's something we're kind of keeping an eye on and and uh the, the, there's a little bit like yeah, but it, it would be hard not to say that there's a bit of a shift going thanks to the the GoDaddy partnership. Uh, awesome. Mm. It's been really hard to tell on the Facebook group who's coming in on the light version recently. You know, that we've had a few assumptions for a long time that everybody was on a paid version, and that was the assumption. Now we have to check ourselves a bit. Yeah, well, the, that's the interesting thing with the GoDaddy setup too is that you know Beaver Builder is included in their onboarder. So when you sign up for a website with GoDaddy WordPress website, um, you know they they have the option to just jump right into the Beaver Builder. It's pre-installed, and what we don't get, I mean, a lot of people probably don't even know that they're using Beaver Builder at that point. And maybe they, you know, the type that would go through and kind of dig through our, our setting, like, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to find out that it's Beaver Builder if you do a little bit of digging, but um, it, yeah, those we're trying, that might be like a push that we want to make mm -hmm. this year is trying to make it more obvious who we are and that this community exists and trying to bring more of those people into our fold. Because, um, you know, anyone that goes out and, and buys our premium versions or even finds us in the WordPress repo is probably familiar with our name or that, you know, they read about us on a list of top page builders or something like that. And, and the, you know, the community comes up a lot in our, you know, marketing and in our, on, in our onboarding when you get, you know, when you sign up for Beaver Builder, you get some emails that say, hey, come join us on Facebook. Or if you're reading our blog posts, they're, they're a lot more in tune with, with the community and with us. So, yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, should be should be interesting to navigate that mm. this upcoming year. 
Nathan, did you want to add anything? No, I just think I think that last thing about the the whole Gogo Daddy thing. I I I'm certain that a lot of people don't know that it's Beaver Builder. I've I've answered various queries in all sorts of places, and somebody's shown a screenshot. It's like, oh, that's Beaver Builder, and they they they're not they don't know. And if there's a hundred plus thousand of them, that's a that's a wonderful thing <laughs> for your next, for your coming year. <laughs> We we have our fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it, it's that the the whole that whole process of um, you know we were worried on on the other side of it too. We were worried that when this kicked off, that we were going to see a surge of support requests and that it was going to um, be a I don't want to say a burden, but that it was going to really tax our yep. system and our staff and that it was you know, going to be something that we were going to need to devote a lot of time to kind of managing and growing. And, and that hasn't really happened either. I mean, it, it's, it, we've definitely seen, a, you know, an uptick, but yeah, like, I mean, we went from a hundred to 200,000. Those aren't, weren't all GoDaddy, but it, it's, it's roughly that many people are using the GoDaddy, mm. um, onboarder and page builder and if we'd you know if even a fraction of those had put in a support ticket like we would be underwater with support right we would all be like yeah. we wouldn't be doing this interview because we'd all be on there answering support right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so yeah. it's it's nice that it's been a kind of an, an easing transition into it yeah and then as we kind of figure out more of what that looks like in the future hopefully we can start bringing more people into the fold and because yeah, the, the the one thing we've noticed is as we've grown and as the community has grown, it hasn't, you know, it's gotten better. It's 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 more is better, more the merrier, I think. And um, we spend yeah, a, really excited. Both David and I spend a lot of time in that Facebook group, and I I just love it. I really genuinely enjoy it. I don't. I, I, it's kind of a new thing to me. Normally, I'd go to places like that because <clears> I had a problem, and then I'd leave. Whereas I just pretty much I open Facebook and I click the Beaver Builder group on the left menu just to see what's happening which is weird but fun um no no I, i'm definitely glad you guys are in there too i mean thank you for the time yeah. you spend in there that's yeah, like that's... it's people like you that make it awesome mm. i feel bad sometimes that i'm not in there enough and i definitely try and make time to get in there and, and mm. answer some questions and uh i same as you nathan i mean i'm i am looking at it every time i get into facebook and keeping a pulse on what's going on and that kind of stuff yep um and yeah we're pretty lucky because i mean we've said this in other podcast but it's uh i mean i know not every group is like that but you get to some of those groups that can get a little toxic and ours has stayed pretty even keel and and friendly so um, yeah yeah it is so far yeah you really are that could have gone it could have gone south so many times and it never has not not once that i've seen david we've got another section although time is ticking on what do you think well show do you want to answer some questions about your knowledge on beavers? <laughs> okay, or shall we sign off? Oh, man. You're never, you're never, never maybe, again are you going to hear that Maybe question. one question? These <laughs> <laughs> are all clean. Actually, I'll give you a few. Let's see how we get on. So, a group of beavers are known as a pod, a pod, a mob, a colony, or a pride? A uh, colony. Definitely. Yeah, nice. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, there's that. We've said welcome to the call. There's that's that's in a couple places. I think uh, in a, in yeah. our in our copy somewhere. Welcome to the colony. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, what's the color of the enamel of a beaver's teeth? Is it white, orange, clear, or yellow? 
Oh, man, I want to say yellow. I was going to guess yellow, too, so let's roll with that one. Uh, you'd both be wrong, because it's orange, apparently. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this one was fascinating to me for some reason. Uh, what are their eyelids like? And it's A, brown and furry, clear, thin layer of fur over, sorry, over double eyelids or triple eyelids. Really, I have I'm, no clue. I want to. I'm going to say the thin layer of fur over double eyelids. I know it sounds good, but actually, it's clear. Apparently, it's transparent. Oh, that was that was going to be the like other one because I know that. Yeah, they swim underwater, right? So that makes sense. Oh, that's okay, cool. oh, that does make sense. That's a cool yeah, eyelid. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how long can a beaver stay underwater? Is it 15 minutes, five minutes, less than 30 seconds, or three hours? Uh, five minutes. Sure. Any other offers? <laughs> Fifteen, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Fifteen. Fifteen. Ah, you got it. Nice. And I let's think. Let's close up. Yeah, let's That's let's enough, knock it on the head. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Was, that might have been my favorite section because I always love. Uh... Yeah, I never, I never thought I would have a, an infatuation with beavers. When, you know, if you told me that when I was fifteen, like, <laughs> but it has been fun learning about yeah, it's, about it's your beavers. it's your bread and butter. Hey, listen, thanks, yeah. guys. Um, we're going to knock it on the head in a minute. We always fade out with some cheesy music, so the cheesy music at some point will come along. But before we do that, um, if you've been listening to this, wow, an hour and a bit now. Um, these guys have been very generous. Uh, Robbie and Justin have, have offered to um, give us a couple of gifts to give away. Uh, number one is going to be a pro license for the Beaver Builder plugin, which is just awesome. That's really kind. They were saying they've got one just they found it in a dusty drawer, um, you know, just completely abandoned, <laughs> almost like an orphan. Um, so they've brushed that one off and, uh, and it's sitting waiting for somebody and a bunch of s stickers and that kind of thing for somebody different. And as always, if you listen to these podcasts, we decide uh, at the end of each episode that we've got a silly phrase. And then if you post that phrase in the Beaver Builder group, um, we'll make some decisions about who posts it and who gets the, the license and the, the stickers. So the phrase that you need to post in the Facebook group is a beaver's not just for Christmas. So go on, post away. Uh, thank you so much for making the effort. I know that you're probably furiously busy and you've given up an hour of your valuable time. So um, what are you uh, What are you going to be doing as soon as you hang this call up? Are you going on to do something important and revelationary? We're getting on another call. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, this is, uh, no, thanks for having us, guys. I mean, yeah. likewise, we're all, you know, got families and it's the holidays. And yeah. I, I know that uh, you guys taking your time out to, to put this together and, and yeah. do the podcast and all the videos and all the time. We've, we really appreciate it as well. Yeah, and, well, uh, yeah. this was fun. This was yeah. really fun. Oh, good. Well, I'm pleased. Well, we'll say, uh, we'll say sayonara and see you another time. So this is the WP Builds podcast episode number six with the, the founding fathers of Beaver Builder. Good night. Good night.